welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today, and I am super excited to have with us Holly Rachel Hughes, and Holly is an intuitive healer, an author, and a speaker, and she is really all about helping people through transitions in their lives, including relationships, work, and motherhood, and I absolutely love that she helps with that because... um, how I mean, how many of us, everybody is going to go through life trans, transitions more than once, you know, and so I'm really excited to kind of dive more into this. But before I talk and ramble and get carried away, Holly, do you mind just kind of sharing more about yourself with us? Tell us who you are and what it is that you do and just share more about you. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, first of all, for having me. I'm smiling, which no one can see. I'm like... I was telling her before we started that Chrissy, she has the best energy. She's like kind and gentle and like the kind of person, like I would want to sit near in a public place. If I didn't know her just to be like, Oh, there's someone happy in the world and calm and peaceful. It's just awesome. So thank you for having me. So me, I am an intuitive healer and author. Um, and that just means that I've been brave enough to take all of my life stories and all these extra sensory gifts that I have and put them to use to help others now, which I never thought I would do because I was like, how do you say that out loud? I'm an intuitive healer. I see dead people. I'm like, it's a good party trick. It could be kind of funny and a joke, but I take myself quite seriously. And people who come see me are looking for help. They're usually in a place of discomfort in their life or emotional pain. And so my room working with me is a safe space to explore what's no longer working, heal it and help you like go be who you want to be. I absolutely love that because I feel like that's a lot of what my core message is too. It's just about like being authentically yourself, you know, stripping back all the layers and getting back down to like you, (laughs) you know, I know that is literally the title of my book. So, you know, it's real, not perfect. How to become your happy, authentic self. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I am a more mature person. So like I've had 17 million lifetimes so far in this lifetime, I was young and figuring out who I was and try to do things the way I thought they should be. I did people pleasing. I was in film and TV for 18 years. I worked at a dot com for a short time. Man, did I hate that. Um, I tried dipping my toe in corporate twice and um, I do not fit in corporate America. I don't understand the restrictions there. Um, So I think transition points in your life, there are so many marriage. What did you think marriage was going to be like? What is it actually like parenting? What, at whatever stage you are with parenting, 
you know, newborn, little one, older, are they leaving? What your role in that person's life and your own life changes as well. And it's okay to go after what fulfills you in all different times of your life. I like telling people who are younger. um, And, you know, I think even when I was in my early thirties, I was like, I've been through a lot. I was, I had, but now I have perspective of a life and choices and longer relationships and broken relationships. And, and it's okay to change what you want. It's, it's okay to like finally discover, oh my God, I never even paid attention to something that was meaningful to me because I thought I had to adult. That's powerful. (laughs) That's so powerful because, um, I I can relate on the same scale of, um, it was hard for me to like kind of tap into my inner child and my playfulness and my kind of fun energy because I was a mom, right? Because um, I, you know, couldn't do that. Things would get too chaotic. I have five boys. So anytime that I would, yeah, anytime I would touch into that silliness, you know, they, they all came too and it got overwhelming. So it was, you know, became this whole story and this whole cycle for me too. So, you know, I love that you, that you just bring that up because I think that that affects so many of us as we grow and we take on conditioning and responsibilities and, you know, life things, our our 17 million lifetime experiences that happen in this lifetime, you know, they all give you this, this layer, you know, they all add on a layer um, of either conditioning or lesson or, you know, experience, whatever it is. But um you know, we can, like you say, you get to that point where we, it, it could be hard to tap back into that inner child and that, that piece. Yeah. I mean, I'm quirky. I like it. You put some music on and I hear music next door. I'm moving. I'm dancing. I'm like at the core of me. I love to dance. So, um, I think, do you know about top golf? Well, he went like years ago, many years before COVID and it was a friend's birthday and you're just hitting balls and, but they have live music and it's a bar and it's a whole thing. And people were having a party next door and they were playing some funky music and I loved it. And so I started dancing and my husband's friends were like, is that normal? And cause they're like, come over here. And I went over and I started like, I went into their party and I started dancing with them. And my husband's like, yeah, that's, that's who she is. That is who I am. I married to someone who sees it, appreciates it, doesn't try to control it or smush it down or any of that. I rather enjoy embarrassing my teenager now. I guess she's full on teenager now. Like, you know, I want to dance in the car. I'm going to sing in the car. Your friends can't see me. It's perfectly fine. And I'm not going to not be who I am because it makes you a little uncomfortable right? That's dumbing yourself down. And I've done that plenty in my life thinking something was an opportunity. Oh, so they're like, you have to just be a little less Holly. You know, I try that and then I get sick, I get depressed, bad things happen. And then I realize schmuck, right? Because I don't know if I could use really bad words, but I'm just like, that was the dumbest thing. And if you hired me, then you hired this me, like this is all of me. And that's the energy that you wanted. So why are you telling me not to be that? So yes, there's appropriate times, you know, don't crack jokes at work that are inappropriate. I'm not saying that, but you can still be funny and silly or serious or contemplative or whatever you are, or maybe you're moody like I am. And one day you're up and the other one you're down. That's okay. That's even something I'm teaching my daughter myself. She's like, I'm not always happy. 
And my answer is you're not meant to be. Um, my kids do a similar thing with like, um, being bored, you know, like I have nothing to do. We're so bored. Like there's, there's, I said, you're not always meant to be like processing and doing and like, just sit. And they're like, what, (laughs) you know, I'm like, or play or yeah, go play, go use your imagination. And they just are like, but they do, you know, and I'm like, yeah, and they'll come back. Like my youngest yesterday, they found a bunch of old bikes and they took them all apart, him and his friend next door. And uh, he woke up this morning. He's like, mom, I'm probably going to be outside all day today. I had so much fun taking apart the bikes and just seeing how things worked. And I'm like, that's amazing. You know, like, look, look what happened when you just. When you get quiet and you figure out, yeah. See, we, that's so I love hard. that. So first of all, I just keep, this keeps popping into my head. Do you know anything about human design? I do. I do know a little bit. Actually, one of my clients, um, I've known her for years. She's like, which I think, what's your number? And I gave her, she's like, oh my God. I'm like, I know my human design thing is pretty dead on for me. I don't know how to do it all, but I know enough about it. Yeah. But I am, I am a hundred ridiculous percent of mine and my daughter's pretty much hers. I didn't bother with my husband's thing, but I find that pretty fascinating. Yeah. I'm not, Oh my gosh. I'm just, yet, I keep though. thinking, hearing you talk. Do you know what your profile is? Are you a profile three or a six? Do you know? It's one of those. Okay. <laughs> What's the difference between the two of those? And I can tell you which. Oh, okay. One. So your profile is kind of like, um, there's two numbers that are attached with it. And one's more like a conscious aspect that you're more aware of. And the second's more of an unconscious aspect, but the three is called the martyr, but they're like a very trial and error. So like try things out, experiment, fall down, get up, do it over again. And then a six is a role model. So they operate a lot the same way as a three, but they kind of have like these more distinct stages of life. So like the, that's me. I had, I, I hit those. She's like, did you do this? And I was like, oh, that was what now she's going to look at me all different. Now I'm going to have to shake it up. Anyway, I think it like, makes me want to scroll through my phone, but I delete messages often. So it won't be in there, but yeah, no, um, it was an end where I am in my life is pretty much like, cause it's later in life. I'm in my fifties, whatever. So like what that stage is, I was like, oh, on the roof on the roof that's the term that we use like (laughs) like you the middle part of your life you're kind of like on the roof you've had all this experience and so you're like gathering this knowledge you're you know seeing how you can help other people and then like now this last stage of your life you're climbing off the roof to help like doing exactly what you're doing. (laughs) A hundred percent it's funny because like I like to say that I went through a people-pleasing decades, right? Right. Because I think somehow it's inherently somehow engineered in, um, female personalities. I think, I don't know why I don't get offended. It's just like, my perception is we seem to be wired to be helpful mother instincts, whatever you want to call it. So for me and my background and how I grew up, I was very much about how do I how do I make you happy? How can I please you? How do I make it easier for you? And it also was a way to escape my own crap. So as my women, as older women, when they come to see me, they're like, oh, I can do this. If I'm busy helping someone, I don't know how to say no, but that's like a mechanism of not dealing with whatever is going on with you. And that anxiety that builds up is a pain, is a 
place where you need healing is what I like to say, right? Like I, I tell people, a lot of people come in on the first time they see me and they'll tell me a story and it's an emotional truth. It's like something that happened in their life. And they're like, and this is happening and I understand, and this is really mad. And these are my boundaries, whatever, whatever, but it's really a story. And the truth is you weren't loved the way you needed to be loved. You weren't seen a moment in your life that you needed to be seen. There could have been a time where you needed support. You didn't know how to how to ask for it because of whatever conditioning, yada, yada, I'm not an actual therapist. But when you're in front of me or when I'm working with you, I will tune into it. I will see the pain in your body. I will literally feel it in mine. It's unpleasant, um, but that's part of my process. I see the energy and then I can literally move it and we can heal it. And then the trick for my clients is don't go reach back for what you know, because it's gone. You have to get comfortable in what's uncomfortable because what you knew isn't working. Let it go. Don't, why are you wearing pants that are too tight? Stop that. Don't be stupid. Don't, don't do that. We all have them. I have them too. I got those pants that I bought on my skinny day that I'm just like, mm, yeah, size 27. I can totally do that. And most of the time I can, but there's something about these pants that I have. And I don't know why I haven't like put them back up on Poshmark, but the left leg is tinier than the right. Right. And so like, every time I put them on, I'm like, I have the C mark in my left leg, but not my right. Like, this is not something I, I need to let that go personally. See, it's like, that's an oversimplification, but it's kind of similar. There's something you're holding on to. Why? Mm. I love that question. And I love the way that you described the process because that's, um, like you said, that's exactly, exactly what it is, that there's something deeper there that you're holding on to that ties back to, like you said, an experience or a memory or, you know, whatever it is. And getting down to the root of that, like you said, can be so healing. So um, I love, we were kind of talking again before the show that, you know, you, you were helping people who lost themselves along the way. And we said that sometimes you don't even realize that kind of you're in the middle of that, you know, kind of lost <laughs> space, right? So um, I'm just kind of wondering, like, how do you help people like identify that? I, I it really will come down to some of my gifts. So because I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clear cognizant, I could see here and feel things basically um, for a person. Now I have really good boundaries. So when I'm out in the world, I don't do that. I'm, when I'm not like Teresa Caputo walking through the store, which is all set up, by the way, you know, this doesn't actually happen but because being bombarded by that information is, is, it's a lot and it's exhausting for me. Um, like when COVID first started, I was overwhelmed by fear of the planet. When everyone being murdered on the street was being happened, I was overwhelmed by the fear and pain of that. I mean, I was completely dilapidated. I was like on the sofa. It took me quite a while to be able to like manage that emotional state of the planet. I'll call it right now. Um, but when a person comes into me, we'll just start, I'll start with some questions. I'm also gearing finding out what they think they need to heal versus what I'm hearing from their guides and whatnot of what needs to be healed. And how do I bridge that? Sometimes it takes a little bit of time and I have to, you know, I hold space for where you're at. My goal is never to make you come to me every week for 17 million weeks. That's, I want to empower you to feel good. So the next time you get that sinking sensation, I'm someone you trust that can help you do it again. 
So when there are people in acute situations, they usually know what's going on. If they're in the middle of a divorce, leaving a narcissist in grief of any kind, I see a lot of grief, right? Family, friends, pets, like whatever it is, there's a grief that, you know, that needs to be healed in just honored, honestly, I think is the better word for it. But when they're stuck, it's like they're empty and they're a little numb and they don't know what happened. And it's basically, they've gone into hiding because they have to get through life and just being a bit numb is getting them through life, but they're not happy, but they're numb. But like, so, and it's just unwinding that numb box to get to the place of feeling. And I promise you, no matter what the feeling is, you can survive it. Feelings overwhelm me personally. I cry a lot. I'm a big crier. Um, and when I receive messages for clients, it's from love. And I start crying when I talk to you too. Um, even though my voice sounds like this while I do it, it's kind of interesting, but there is all of that all kind of like mixed up. So whatever that thing is, that feeling I'm going to gently and with permission, I'll ask you if you're ready for me to do it and we'll just bring it up to the surface. Sometimes you, the numbness can be not letting go of an ideal. This is how it should be. People judge me because I'm not a super career person. Well, who says you have to be? If you're happy in your life, right? If you, you know, I, mean, I know these don't exist very much anymore. If you wanted a florist shop, which I wish there were more because I would do anything to walk into one right now to like look at the flowers I want to buy instead of at the grocery store or in a box when they show up at your door. But there is this tangible thing this ideal of what should be, right? Like I talk about this also in my book, like how do you define yourself? What words are you using? And how many of those words are negative? And how many of those words came from your family? And how many come from your friends? And are those words you would ever use to describe who you are if you had a choice? That's a great place to start. And it's intense. That's an intense thing to do. Don't think it's so easy. It's, and I know it is, and I call them Holly's healing tips. And I give homework when you come to sessions because the process needs to continue. So besides the woo woo, I'll probably tell you to take salt baths and all that kind of fun stuff that's out there maybe, or maybe I will see Ganesh or Kuan Yin or Mary Magdalene. It doesn't matter what your religious background is for me. It doesn't matter what mine is for you, love and guidance, guidance and healing comes from every source. And, and that sometimes is interesting for people to navigate when they see me. I like to say it's a prayer answered that you prayed for something for information. And I have the ability to translate what, what God, source, love, whatever you want to call it, is trying to say back. That is my honest to goodness, highest goal. That's what I want to share with you. That is like, makes me cry even talking about it. Like, that's what I want to do for you. Now, what you do with that, I have no say so in. I can't want you to heal, be happy, joyous, silly, whatever, rich and powerful. I don't get lottery numbers, like whatever that is that you want, you have control over that. I am a messenger. So powerful. I wrote down this and I'm like, I have to make this into a quote, love and guidance and healing comes from every source. 
So that's going to be attached with our episode when it comes out. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you remember that one. Like one, like one of my favorite Holly's healing tips, right, is that life's too short to wear uncomfortable bras or be in uncomfortable relationships. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. Because you have to have a little sense of humor about this. Right. (laughs) I love that so much. I love that so much because I forgot to put a bra on before our interview. So (laughs) right. Let the ladies fly. TMI. Anyway. um, (laughs) So gosh, I I just, everything that you're speaking is just so powerful. I love that you say numbness could be letting go of an ideal. And I feel like, um, you know, that's, that's just such a powerful idea too, because so often that we think that it's maybe like a belief or, um, I don't know, a powerful realization just came up for me as my husband often tells me, like we just went on a camping vacation this last weekend and it actually really went, everything went really well. And it was a great vacation, but the one before that was a little bit rocky and ended with me just kind of like in tears one night, just like, gosh, why can't, you know, everybody get along and this whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you have the expectation of making it good. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so my husband's like, you have this ideal of like, um, kind of like a Brady Bunch, like June Cleaver type family. He goes, and it's not always that, you know? And so it just made me really start kind of, you know, thinking about the ideals that I had built around, especially large family life and where I had gotten these beliefs from, because um, like my own upbringing, I was an like my younger sister, she's like 11 years younger than me. So I was an only child for so long. And then there was, you know, her, and I always wanted to have a large family. So then it was coming up with like, well, where did I get the beliefs around? Like, this was how large families operated. And a lot of it has come from media or things that, you know, we've watched or just all, all um, these other things. I never really had real life examples. So it was just, that's been kind of like a fascinating, like, peeling back the layers kind of experiment for me lately of like, where did I get this ideal of a family? And I've let it drive me um, to this. And you have a lot of testosterone there, right? That's a lot of boys. You're going to just let them get messy and stinky and they're going to bicker. Boys get over it quick. You feel the, you're an empath. So you feel the emotional impact literally of their arguments. So stop taking that on. Like literally you can build a boundary around that energetic be like, I'm no longer taking on, I don't know your children's names. I'm making them out. Brian and Christian's arguments. And when they fight over the stupidest things, I'm, I'm even going to let them shove. And then, and then when I don't step in, how quickly will they stop? I think in your family pretty quick. Cause I think they're all like waiting. They're all like, she's going to come if, if I do this, but if they get hurt just a little now, don't misconstrue in this world, please just don't. But those of us who grew up before our bike helmets and we had skin knees and like fights in the neighborhood with who lived on what part of the Hill, you know, like it's, it's, they learn to figure stuff out. I'm doing that with my, my child as well. Like something went wrong and I am no longer jumping to fix it or get something to replace it. What kind of stupidity am I teaching her? Did that break? Bummer. I love that. I love that. I've been doing that with my boys too and getting them more independent, you know, with just getting their own things, fulfilling their own needs, getting their own like snacks and breakfast. And it's just so funny. You don't love me. 
you always used to get this for me. So it's, you know, also pushing through that. I know I love you. I love you so much. I'm empowering you to do it yourself. (laughs) They're just like, oh. Yeah. And you can't say that. I think the thing I've been really paying attention to is our world is full of trauma, but people don't know how to handle challenges. Mm, Yep. Right. So like you didn't do great or you fell down or it didn't go right. Or, you know, you had a science experimented that failed. Yeah. That actually happens in science. That is how they actually figure things out. Shit fails. So I think we've like padded our lives to such an extent with bubble wrap, right? Like we're like, we don't want to hurt. There's a bajillion pills not to hurt, but then that goes back to the beginning. What I said about feelings, you'll survive the feeling of it. Now, depression for me is very serious. And if anyone listening is depressed, please seek the correct help for that. That is, you know, in your mind, it's mental, it's an illness there, you need help. And, and I can't cure depression. You know, I can help you manage moods. Cause like I said, I'm moody, but the, um, it's okay to have them. We're not supposed to be flatlined in this world. We should strive. We should know when we're hungry. We should know when we are numb and bored. And when our life isn't giving us what we want, or is that, is that little nag of unhappiness? Well, that's not normal either. Like every day is not going to go great, but if you have a nag of unhappiness, I'm going to dare you to love yourself more and heal it and, and take the time to figure out what that is. I I love that you bring the, (laughs) no, dare you to love yourself enough to help you heal. I'll have to go back for the exact words. Cause I don't think that's exactly how you said it, but just daring yourself to love yourself enough to heal. Um, I feel like that's been a lot of my journey in the last couple of years. And, um, I love that you bring up like every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like that's, you know, we were put here to go through our experiences and struggles and challenges because we do have things to learn and it can't be, you know, easy all the time. But I love that you, kind of mentioned that nag of unhappiness, because I know overall, since I've been doing my healing work and finding the things that I love to do and, you know, incorporating all the things that I've been doing, it's, I, it's completely shifted me just in general to, um, you know, it's just different waking up in the morning. Yes. I may not always wake up in the best mood, but there's just almost this like internal kind of drive that's still kind of driving you forward that's still saying yeah today's not a great day you're moody that sucks but like overall you know like just this overall life outlook is different I'm not explaining yeah I think there's like two cliches about that there's four seasons mother nature has four seasons people right? You might live in Florida. You might not experience them all the same, but there's winter, spring, summer, fall. There's times when you're blooming. There's times where you're colorful. There's times when you're intro, like you go in and you heal and you're quiet and you hibernate and, you know, Sundays, that's a great day to do it. Or, you know, whatever that is, it's okay. And then there's that cartoon that I posted that I've seen everyone post between the caterpillar and the butterfly. And the caterpillar says to the butterfly, you've changed. And the butterfly says we're meant to, right? So there's a metamorphosis in there. And so they go in the cocoon and we don't see what's going on. It's okay to go in. It's, it's okay to do that or be quiet or not 
or my daughter has become more sensitive to my faces. Um, it's almost tempting me to get some new Botox. <laughs> I was like, this is my morning think face kiddo. She's like, Oh, um, and yeah, I, I think I always joke that I'm moody. Um, because I think I am. And my friend actually the other day was like, I just find you to be hopeful that you have such hope for so many things. Right. And so you can kind of go up and down with that. I was like, I'll take that. I like that. Hopeful. It's kind of nice, but some days are just hard. I mean, like, I don't know if like, if you look in my background, I've lost my home to a fire. I've lost my home to an earthquake. I was sexually assaulted at 15. Like I've been through some crap. And that's, that's just the tip of it. And those horrible things could define me as a miserable person who hates humanity and doesn't trust men and blah, like, or it just informs me was healing that easy for me. No. Cause I, because I was a pleaser, I kept secrets. I was like, I can handle it. I won't ask for help. But there came a point where I, I was 28, totally sad in return. And I was like, I can't do it the way I know it anymore. I'm so unhappy. And I was doing great at work. If you knew me at work, I was thriving. I was making good money because I could control that environment. But everything beyond the smile I could paste on my face or the clothes that I armored myself with inside, I was a hot mess and I was hurting. And I didn't even understand that I was hurting. I just knew it wasn't working. Wow. You made a powerful point I picked up on of you could control your environment, you could control the external environment. And even though, you know, that looked all together, you still had, does that mean that somebody's still not struggling with all of this pain and uncertainty and all these things inside? Yeah. I have some clients who show up and they're, they're perfect. Their hair is perfect. Their makeup's perfect. And they look like stone to me because it's such a thing of control. Now, I like to dress up. I got some pretty shoes. I got some nice clothes. I have some favorite purses. Right. But, um, but I am not, I'm not magazine. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a glossy photo. I move, but some people come to me and they're just stone and the hair is, doesn't move. And those are the people that I know are in the most pain. And they typically fight me the most as well. It's fascinating. They, they almost always get mad at me by the third session, which I tell them they will. It's like the stages of grief. I mean, they're going through because they're losing these layers. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I would love to transition into um, your book, just talking more about it. You've already told us, you've already dropped some like really great things that are in there. So I assume that you share more of your story. You said you share um, like some different tips in there. I wrote down, how do you define yourself, Right. Yes. That's what the book is all about. So it's like part, it's a self-help book. It's kind of part memoir, workbook, journal, self-help. I like, I am not one thing, neither is my book. Um, and it really is about defining you in your own terms. So this is a kind of book for me that you'd be able to go back to depending on what you're going through and where you're at in life. And it really goes into kind of what I said before, you know, it explains all my gifts as an intuitive healer. And then a lot of my journeys to healing and how I help people do the same now. So it is, who are you? How are you defining yourself? How much of those, how, how much of that is negative self-talk? <laughs> Mine was a lot. Um, and then what, how do we shift that? 
right? And along the way, I give healing tips and healing homework and a guided meditation in each um, chapter, which I'm recording now. So you could download and buy from my website, but I don't always like listening to my own voice. So it's taking a little more time anyway, but um, defining yourself, how to create boundaries, explaining that a boundary isn't an F you to other people. It just means do not cross this line. This hurts me if you do that. Learning to say no to people who are using you, teaching you how to create and make friends and be a friend. Oh, oh yeah, it's a big chapter. And then I go into once you figure all that out, how do you support that and maintain? How do you maintain it? What is self-care? What is self-care beyond what I call the first step, which is nice things, right? Like the nails, the facial, the bath, like that's all lovely. That's lovely. I'm not knocking it, but does that fill your soul? Does that make you lose time? Does that make you feel energized? Maybe for you, it does. For me, it doesn't. So like, what, what are those things? And when was the last time you tried something new? Is a really big one for I do with people. I think everyone in this um, mindset lately, once we're back out in the world, is as adults, everything that we do has to have an end product. There has to be a goal. There has to be an achievement. And you have to love it. You just have to love it. And you don't have to be good at it to love it. Like I just you're not trying out for a team, you're, you're not whatever, but like, if you still love soccer, get a ball and kick that dang thing, go find some other people who want to kick it too. get a net. Like it, like, I think it's better with people, but if you are an introvert and other people, it's not great for you, then, you know, go to that bookstore. If that's what makes you happy and fills your soul and walk around for hours, it doesn't have to cost money. It, but it will matter in your life. And once you get used to doing that, your family will want you to keep it up because you will be happier and better at whatever mother, parent, father, caregiver, whatever it is, that's, it's important to put you on the list of things to do. And the bottom isn't on the list. Mm, my gosh. Woo. I love the, when, I'm like, woo, that's why I want to be over here just like <laughs> pumping behind you. You can't see us, but I'm over here like dancing behind her. So I love, it's the last time you tried something new and that made it pop into my head, this idea of like, sometimes we can be so, obviously we're afraid of change and going out of our comfort zone. I'm hitting the mic, um, you know, but we're also like so afraid to like let ourselves be changed. I wrote down something too. It's like, let yourself kind of change day to day. So afraid to wake up this morning. Like I can change my outfit styles can range so much from day to day. And I used to be just like, oh my gosh, Christy, why are you so all over the place? And I embrace it. Like I can go from, you know, this to like we said, dressed up. And then one morning I'll be in yoga gear. And then the next day I'm, you know, dressed kind of like punk rocky. <laughs> and the next day I'm wearing all flannel and like a lumberjack. And it's, and it makes me think like we could be so afraid to, to change so much like that and to be afraid of what people think of me if I'm not this, this kind of um, mom consistent identity. Yeah. Or if it's just like mom, moms have yeah. to look like this. Yes. And just, I know. And I, and, you know, just in general, like, um, cause I'm a manifesting generator. So this plays back to human design. So I'm very much just like, 
we'll be really into something for a while. And then I'm like, man, done with that. I'm bored. And then like on to the next thing. And I used to drive my husband crazy, you know, and I used to drive me crazy as well. Is that the term that you use really? Like, cause I call that obsessive. No, I'm not too. I also have ADD. I call it ADD. Call it whatever you want. (laughs) I call it me, but, um, just, I, I don't even know what the point I was trying to make, but it's, it's basically coming back around. Like, don't be afraid to change day to day. Don't be afraid to uh, bring in something new because you'll be afraid of people like, what is she doing over there? Why is she trying that? What is she doing new? You know, um, I think that's really kind of what it comes back to is don't, don't be afraid to try these new things or do these things because you're afraid that it's going to like change who you are, change people's perception of you. Kind of thing. And it might, they might change, but then you don't yes. need them. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like my other Holly's healing tip that I love to share is you don't have to change to fit in. And I have two puzzle pieces in that one. And it really is you, some people might become less close to you. That's okay. Look, I grieve friendships when they end. It, of course it hurts. I don't, I'm confused by it. It hurts, you know, someone you trusted, whatever, but if they're not actually aligned with who you are as a person, then what are you missing? Mm. Mm, it's an, again, it's an idea of what is, and maybe there's someone else who's got, you know, your groove thing too. It's like, while well, you're flannel there, you know, punk that day and you, you know, and then you go and go for a walk and you have a giggle. Like it, it's more fun that way. So um, yeah, I'm all for it. I love that. I love that. I feel like we keep talking forever, but I also know <laughs> you're all, Christy, it's been, it's been a little bit, but I would love to know then, so we can get your book and how are you working with people one-to-one, but do you also have any group programs or anything else that you offer? I am not doing any group programs right now just because of COVID, right? It's just, I'm a little zoomed out literally. So, um, I do sessions one-on-one and I do them on the phone, Zoom or one-on-one in person um, in North Carolina. Um, And I get all the same information no matter which way we connect. I have some people who prefer the phone to Zoom and that's just fine by me. Um, My book is on Amazon and it's also Barnes and Noble. Um, And all of that is on my website, hollyhughesintuitive.com. It's super easy to connect there. I'm pretty active the most on Instagram. So if anyone out there listening wants to send me a message or say hi or whoop whoop or comment when I post dance videos, cause you know, I post all sorts of things. Um, I'm, I'm really there the most and I really enjoy the interaction. Oh, and you know what I do? I actually do win a free healing session every month at the end of every month for like usually around the last week of the month. I will post, um, there's rules to enter, of course, but, um, basically you have to follow and like, and tag, um, for extra bonus points. You can tell me which podcast you heard me on. Hopefully it's this one. Um, for more extra chances, you can either send me a copy of the receipt or send me a picture or post you holding my book. And that will like quadruple your chances of a free session. I've been doing this since the beginning of COVID because I know sometimes money gets tight during difficult situations, but you are still worth it. So please know that you're worth it. And we all want you to be better and rock out. You got to do you and be you. The world needs it. 
I love that. So everything is going to be linked down in show notes. So you'll be able to scroll down and connect directly with Holly. And I think that both of us would really love it if you came and shared with us any takeaways that you've had from today's episode or anything you resonated with or anything that just, you know, made you go, oh, we would love to hear from you. So Holly, as we kind of close out, I feel like you've, we've talked about so much and this has been incredible. And I know I myself would love to go and pick up a copy of your book. So I'm going to go and check that out because I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds like all of the things that I need to further work on boundaries and, um, you know, being a better friend and things like that. So I'm very excited to go check out more of that. So just as we kind of close out, was there anything else that you um, had wanted to share just kind of a final message you had wanted to share with our audience? I just think everyone should know that you matter just because you're you and where it doesn't mean that you have to be a rock star picture, perfect filtered, please enough with the filters, like all of that, like just, um, just let's just love each other a little more. I'm down with that. <laughs> so Holly, Rochelle, Hughes, thank you for being on today. Make sure you come and connect with us. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.